series of recent cloud service outages has impacted people across the globe. What's the cause of it? Here to talk about it is Mike Burke with IR. Mike, are we seeing more outages than normal, or does it just seem that way? Well, I don't think we're seeing more outages than normal. It's uh, it's the sort of thing that, uh, because there's more emphasis and migration to the cloud for day-to-day computing and uh, application functionality, that when it happens, it affects more people. And uh, things that people have come to rely on um, as a daily part of their uh, both work life, but also their personal life these days. And so when an outage occurs, it's more widely felt uh, within the uh, community at large. And so there's both business and personal impact. You know, when, when something like, say, a, uh, a Netflix is interrupted, uh, when an Amazon, uh, when, when AWS goes down for a brief period of time, it's, it's not just about a business outage, it's a personal outage as well. What would you say to those companies who rely on these services? What, what should they do, knowing that they're, you know, this is going to happen from time to time? What, what are some things that they can do to prepare for it? Well, get ahead of the game. And uh, companies, uh, you know, such as uh, Netflix, uh, you know, they, they have a very active fault injection uh, routine that they go through to continuously um, inject faults into their network and then see what happens and use that proactive, uh, use that information proactively to continuously improve the network so that should that fault happen in the real world in an uncontrolled situation, they've got a workaround in place already. And the idea of having um, uh, self-healing networks, if you will, or multiple levels of redundancy uh, is is uh, very uh, is very helpful. You know, th- thinking ahead, these are the failure scenarios that we've tried, and this is what we know we can do to mitigate those. Um, the other thing is, uh, put your services on more than one cloud. Uh, there's uh, multiple ones out there. You know, Google, uh, Azure from uh, Microsoft, um, Amazon Web Services, AWS. There's there's multiple cloud environments available for uh, hosting uh, platforms, infrastructure, and uh, applications. For some of the outages that we have seen recently, what are some causes? I mean, it's just just the normal course of business. It's going to happen. Nothing you can do about it. Or is that just where we are right now with the technology? Oh, the technology is pretty sophisticated. It's um, you know higher than expected usage, and perhaps uh, you know a memory leak within an application that causes resources to be uh, constricted at some point in time, and then things just start to spin down. Um, you know, if you think about uh, computing, uh, maybe like a uh, a superhighway. You know, when you look at it at uh, two o'clock in the morning and you see fifteen lanes that are empty, uh, you can't imagine that it would ever that it would ever spin down, but. All that uh, has to happen is, you know, one one car blows a tire or something like that, and all of a sudden everything can grind to a halt in both directions, both from the incident and from the gapers. Well, you know, data processing can can, uh, you know, it, it, it's a intriguing analogy, uh, but uh, data processing can be a lot like that. Something goes wrong, and all of a sudden, uh, services that are used to running along at a um, hundred miles an hour have to stop and take care of something else, fix it as you go. And then things start to back up and back up, and sooner or later you run, you know, the system runs out of resources, and it just has to spin down to be able to recover itself. Some of the uh, steps that you suggested that businesses can take to to sort of prepare for this, uh, and you you mentioned some examples like Netflix, that sort of thing. What if uh, if I'm a small business owner and and I find myself just at the at the mercy of these outages, and when it happens, there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, are some of these same steps that you mentioned, they're applicable for even the little guy? I think for a little guy, that would be a pretty expensive uh, thought process. Um, but the idea of 
making sure that when you choose to go to the cloud, you're working with and uh, working with a cloud services supplier that has multiple regions. And so the the supplier itself has taken it upon itself to uh, compartmentalize the uh, the delivery that it has available, so that if a failure uh, in one spot happens to pop up unexpectedly, they can transfer the data processing and the uh, communications infrastructure or the communications uh, connectivity over to another region that hasn't been affected. So make, make sure you're working with a cloud services provider that has got uh, ample capacity and is itself interested in, um, in, in multiple levels of redundancy so that uh, you're, you're not dependent upon just uh, one computer like, uh, you know, like, like we all might be at home, um, you know, and, uh, you know, do, do your homework and make sure that you find a, a provider that, uh, that's got the, the proper level of uh, risk mitigation in place and can, um, it's a cost trade-off analysis. You know, you can't always spend uh, enough money to get to the moon on all these things. But uh, what you can do is take a look at risk mitigation that's in place with the various cloud services providers and pick one that's got the right level of uh, redundancy and risk mitigation in place uh, that, that fits your budget. Join us next time when we discuss the steps needed to be sure your system is ready for the demand of Thanksgiving weekend. For more podcasts, visit IR.com.